0: Hallelujah. Well, we're so glad you're here. We're so glad all of you are watching there. Praise God. Hey, if you have your Bibles, uh, go ahead and and turn with me to to Acts chapter 3. We're going to kind of pick up where we left off on Sunday. I I did a bunch of highlights on Sunday on the name of Jesus, and as I was praying today, uh, just... Meditating and the Lord really gave in and talked to me about. He said, You need to go back and do some things. I want you to really bring this thing in. But while I was doing that, I got a, I got a phone call from a pastor, no, a traveling minister friend of mine, and uh, he's actually teaching at a church tonight. He He started talking to me. He called me. And said he wanted to. We just started discussing the scriptures because he's teaching and sharing and he was talking about the name of Jesus and the different things. And it was so funny. I said, Whoa, that's, that's pretty unique that here I am studying and doing this because he asked me questions about. The name of Jesus and about different things, and so I had all the right answers that we were talking to preaching. We were talking, and I said, "Well, that's just because it's sitting here right in front of me." I said, "Thank God for the Holy Ghost," and we had such a great time. But it's always a blessing because He's such a joy. But uh, you know, and I said, "Okay, Lord, we're going to we're going to do this. We're going to grab into it because I truly believe." that we need to understand the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. And I also need to understand what takes place, how it happens, what, you know, how powerful it was, uh, especially in the very beginning of the book of Acts. So we're going to read a lot of scriptures here. We're going to read a lot of scriptures in Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4 because I want you to see this. I want you to see how terrified the Pharisees and the Sadducees were about that name. Amen. So we're going to jump around and do a lot of different scriptures, but I want you to see this. Uh, Here in Acts chapter 3, we're going to begin reading verse 1. We read this before, but I want to read it again because this is probably the best, you uh, you know, story, if you would, or this is the example because of what transpired about Peter and John going to the temple to pray, amen, hallelujah, and this guy's been laid there. He was laid there for all of these years, but this time, Peter... Glory to God, gets, gets quickened by the Spirit of God to say something. Amen? Amen? And to do something. Aren't you glad for the gifts of the Spirit? Amen. And then we need a lot more of those in manifestation in our midst. Hallelujah. Not just tongues and interpretation. Thanks, God, for that. Not just prophecy. Thank God for that. We need that. Because, see, in our dispensation, it's the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. We're going to have more prophecy, and we're going to have more tongues and interpretation than any other gift because we're in the speaking dispensation. It's the Holy Spirit dispensation. You guys realize that in the Old Testament, there was none of that because the Holy Spirit wasn't given. The Holy Spirit would come down. It would come upon the kings, the priests, or the prophet. Those are the only three three people that could have the Holy Spirit come upon them, but it wasn't in them. You guys know that, right? So in the Old Testament, hallelujah, you know, nobody had the Spirit of God in them. They had the Spirit of God come upon them, hallelujah, and uh, so it would come upon them and anoint them for their offices, anoint them to be a priest or anoint them to be a king or to anoint them to be a prophet. Hallelujah. And thank God, uh, you, know, uh, you know, God could use and, and do different things, but that was the key thing. But in the New Testament, in the new covenant, the Holy Spirit lives in us. Amen? Thank God. That's why we're in a speaking dispensation. Hallelujah. That's why you see more. That's why you see all things. People get all nervous about it, but glory to God, we need to be told more, and we need to be told a lot because there's too many voices out there that we're listening to. Amen? Look what he says here in Acts chapter three, verse one, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was carried in each day. He was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate. So he could beg from people going into the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Now, you know, isn't it amazing? You know, Jesus went into this temple. He preached. This man was over 40 years old. And uh, Jesus had just, you know, uh, been crucified. Jesus had just been raised up, you know, and, and he went to heaven. And now we've got what's taking place here, which is just whether it's, you know, one or two years after the fact of what's going on here. And uh, anyways, so, you know that we're looking back. If we do that, we go back five years. That's when Jesus started his earthly ministry and everything else. So this man's been laid there for 40 years. Jesus walked by this guy and didn't heal him. Amen. And, uh, you know, of course, we know that when we in John chapter five, when it says that he went by the pool of, of Bethesda, when he, it were Solomon's porch and there was a whole, a whole, whole bunch of people that were all impotent folk. They were sick. And all he did was look at one man and he said, do you want to be healed? And the man says, I do, but I have no man to help me. Every time I go down to try to get to the troubling of the water where the angel came down, somebody steps in before me and then Jesus heals him. But Jesus doesn't heal anybody else. He walks away you know doesn't he heal he only heals one person out of all the sick folk there then we get in the book of acts where he heals them all and there's other things where in matthew it says he healed them all well, how come one place he healed them all and one place he only healed one cuz that's what the spirit of god told him to do see we get all we want to think well he he just did everything no he didn't he just did what the spirit of god told him to do amen That's not part of my message, but we're going to go with it a little bit. It was flowing and doing because you need to know some things here. Because what happened? What what made this different? You know, because Peter and John, they've been going down to the temple to pray all these hours and watch this guy. And not one time did they look at him until this day. Amen. And I look what Peter says to him. You know, he says, Peter and John looked at him intently. And Peter said, look at us. And the lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And then Peter took the lame man by the right hand, and he helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. And he jumped up and stood on his feet, and he began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. Because right here, what happened was the gift of faith and also working of miracles. Glory to God. Let's just do then gifts of healings. And then God did it. Because I believe Peter was meditating on, on the name of Jesus, meditating on some things, just excited about some things that were going on and praying. Hallelujah. And thanking God. And then you know, just God just quickened to him. Okay, let's, let's do this because we want to we do some things here. Amen? And now let's keep reading. Let's keep reading, okay? And we stopped at that before. <clears throat> you know, walking walking and leaping, and he went in the tip of weather. All the people saw him walking, verse 9, and heard him praising God. And when they realized he was the lame beggar that they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. Well, you got to realize he'd been there for 40 years. Said he was laid there from birth. 40 years he's been hanging out, asking for money. I mean, you know, glory to God. That's a long time. Everybody knew who he was, knew what was going on. And, uh, you know, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's uh, colonnade or Solomon's porch where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. And when Peter saw his opportunity, ooh, aren't you glad? You got to have some opportunities. Maybe he's got somebody's attention right now. He saw his opportunity and he addressed the crowd. He said, people of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? Ain't no big deal. The man that's been can't walk, been lame for 40 years from his birth, doesn't even know how to walk, never has walked, never that he's just walking and leaping and praising God. He's walking around here like, hey, look at this. Why, why are you so surprised? <laughs> Y'all are quiet. amen peter wasn't surprised he believed he knew he wasn't surprised hallelujah he said why are surprised and why stare at us as though we made this man walk by our own power or our own godliness For it is the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all of our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy righteous one, and instead you demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are his witnesses of this fact. Now look at verse 16. He said, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed, and you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eye. Isn't that amazing? Now, you know, if we go on to read, and I'm going to paraphrase because I want to get into some other things, but we go on and the the Pharisees and the Sadducees got all, they were so mad and and they arrest Peter and John. They arrest them saying, because they preached the resurrection of the dead of Jesus, and so they did it in the evening time, so they arrested and they put put them back, put them into prison, you know, and that's what verse chapter four says right here. It says, you know, when Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests and the captains of the temple guard, and so they they put them in prison, but before they could put them in prison, if you'd look at that verse right down there in verse number four, it says 5,000 people believed God. Hallelujah. So when Peter preached in Acts chapter 2, 3,000 got saved, in Acts chapter 3, you know, or actually after, you know, four, talking about three and four, 5,000 get saved. So the church has grown from 120 to 8,120 and, you know, however many days or how many years you want to put into here, you know, but just two particular sermons, boom, we got multiplication, amen? But we see this, you know, and so look at, jump down a few verse five, if you would, there of chapter 4, he said, the next day the council of all the rulers and and the elders and the teachers of the religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas the high priest was there along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and the other relatives of the high priest, and they brought in the two disciples and demanded this is the phrase I want you to get, by what power or in whose name have you done this? What power or whose name? That's the title tonight. What power or whose name? And the reason being, I share that with you, is because they're like, okay, what power did you, and whose name did you, they're like, okay, we know this. They had an understanding that, because they said it was in the name of Jesus. It was because of Jesus. Amen? That's what they're saying, and they're saying, hey, you know, he said, by what power or by whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state uh, to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scripture when it says the stone that the builders rejected is now become the cornerstone. Amen. And then verse 12, which is so good. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. I mean, they were like, "Whoa! What are we gonna do? How are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with these guys?" I mean, we can't deny they can't deny there's a guy here. And, and the cool, cool thing, he was over forty, so they couldn't. You know, you know there's another uh, story in the Bible that talks about where the man, you know, the blind man, he gets he gets you know he, um, healed, and they 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 question him, but then they go and they talk to his parents and say, "We want to know was he really born blind?" and blah blah blah. And his parents are so afraid they say, "Hey, listen, he he's of age. He's he's over forty. You can talk to him." So I'm assuming that was after this. So now we've got in this thing here, and they're what can we do? He's over 40 years old. We can't even call his parents. Amen? Aren't you glad for that? Praise God. I mean, I love God. He's, he's awesome. He's awesome, you know. And then what are we going to do with you guys? Because we cannot deny that a miracle, sign and wonder has happened right here. What are we going to do? So if you jump down all the way, if you would with me, uh, to about the 18th verse, he says this, or 19th verse, he says, so they called the apostles back into the, and commanded that never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. I love what Peter and John say. Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? Go, oh, I love that. We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. Amen. Amen. See, when you understand the power of God, because it goes down in verse 23, it says, you know, down there, it says, you know, in the King James, it says, and being let go, they went to their own company. Aren't you glad you got to have your own company? You know, there, there, there's so many different camps in the body of Christ, and we thank God for every one of them, and everybody's doing something. It's just the bad thing about us, each camp think they're, they're, the, they're the one and only, and so they want to beat up everybody else's camp. How many of you know that we need Every camp that's preaching the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's helping people. We need everybody connected. Amen? We do in that sense because they're, they're helping people that are different stages of life, different things of what transpires. And, and one church can't be all things to all men. It's got to be what God's called into them. To do. They got to do the assignment that God's given them. Amen? And then, you, you you know, as you walk with God, you're going to grow and you're going to learn. But the, but the key is, is knowing where you can grow the fastest and do the most for God and win the most people to Jesus. Amen. Go where you can get connected and be blessed and allow God to, do, to mold you and make you. Amen. Doesn't mean you can't learn and grow from other people. We can learn from everybody. It's just getting into the place where this is where I fit. Amen. Hallelujah! Knowing, knowing what to do here, we see this, and of course, jumping down through here, you know, they they start talking. They they lift up their voice in one accord, and they start praying. God, you know, why do the heathen, heathen rage? What's going on? Behold their threatenings. Grant unto your servants that with all boldness let us speak your word. Hallelujah! And that signs and wonders will be wrought in the mighty name of Jesus. They're declaring that mighty name of Jesus, and then the Bible says the place where they were praying shook. You know, an earthquake took place only right there. Amen? You know, back in Pentecostal days and everything, people used to shake all the time. Yeah, you know, they shake and shout and dance and do all kinds of things, and praise God. And it was, it was awesome. But praise God when the buildings start shaking and the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. Because God does signs and wonders just because he wants to show off sometimes. Amen? And it's not that he's showing off to make, oh, look, he's showing off to say, listen, I'm alive and well. Aren't you glad for miracles, signs, and wonders? As we see the hand and the plan and the purpose of God, because God gave him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. That's Philippians chapter two. And, and we see those things. Why do I read it? Because they knew the name. They they were so afraid. They were so and, and we see this in Acts chapter four. And as they prayed, they prayed for these things. But in Acts chapter 5, go over to Acts chapter 5. Y'all doing okay that we preach out of the book of Acts, right? Hallelujah. I mean, it's something that we haven't. The book of Acts is still being written, and you're writing it. Amen? Isn't it amazing? Acts chapter 5 starts out with two people lying and dying. <clears throat> I mean, wow. You look at this, and you kind of go, whoa. Whoa. You know, what's going on? What happened? Why? And, uh, you know, and uh, so there were some serious things that were taking place. But they prayed that prayer in Acts chapter 4 about stretch forth your hand to to heal and that signs and wonders will be done in the holy child Jesus. Now look at verse 12 of of Acts chapter 5 verse 12. It says the apostles were performing many miracles, signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Culley. But no one else dared. Amen. Hallelujah. No one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for him. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord. Crowds of both men and women, as a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all Healed. Peter's shadow, I mean, come on. So he said, well, how come there was a power and anointing in Peter's shadow? Because they weren't gonna be able to get to Peter. There were so many people there. They said, listen, I'll just, if his shadow comes, I'm gonna take hold of it. It's like the woman with the issue of blood. She said, hey, if I can just touch the hem of Jesus's garment, I'm gonna be well. And remember, she did, and instantly she was healed. And, and, then she, and Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples said, everybody's touching you everybody's touching you. He said, "Ah, uh-uh, somebody touched me with faith. See, that's the key thing is that you got you to gotta exercise your faith in believing. And that's why people say, wow, look at this thing, even Peter's shadow. But it wasn't Peter's shadow. It was the faith of the people believing that, hey, if I can just get into the shadow. You know, I mean, hallelujah. They knew the 91st Psalm that, you know, the shadow of the Almighty. And they knew the anointing was on the disciples. And if I can just get under the shadow of the Almighty, I'm going to get healed. Amen? Hallelujah. The power and the presence of God of faith being made manifest in that. And that was their faith connecting to that and being healed. Thank God for Peter just, just doing and the disciples doing what God called them to do. But it was the anointing of the word of God. But it was also the faith of the people. Because it still was the faith of that man. Hallelujah. When Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise upon. I mean, Peter grabbed him. He yanked him up. Peter was a big guy. He yanked him up. Now, you understand, this guy had never walked, ever. Doesn't know how to stand up. Peter yanked him up and said, come on, let's go walking. Can you imagine? I mean, you've seen little babies. I mean, we we see them, they stand up and fall down, and we applaud. Because we're so happy that they're trying. So you can imagine, this guy was a sight, Because God had to do miracle signs. I mean, he had to do all kinds of things. Because I'm sure that, you know, he had no muscles. God had to form muscles. He had to form, you know, whatever he had to do. God had to recreate everything there. Hallelujah. So he could walk and leap and praise God. What an amazing sign and a wonder of what God did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People say, "Well, that's in the Bible." I know it's in the Bible. It's in the Book of Acts, done by a disciple. Hallelujah! Aren't you glad for James, or not James, but John, chapter seventeen, that Jesus said, "I don't. Not only do I pray for these, but I pray for all those who believe on their word." Hallelujah! That they might know that I love them, that they're in in me, and I'm in the Father. Hallelujah! And that Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter fourteen, "The works that I do, shall you do also. In greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto my Father. That it belongs to us." Amen. And 13 says, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We look at this and we say, yeah, but I, you know, but see, it takes faith. It takes faith to believe. It takes faith to believe that what God said is true. And here's one of the biggest reasons why the the name of Jesus is not as powerful as it needs to be, is because we don't reference that name. Amen. Remember, it's. Jesus' disciples came to him and said, they said, Lord, teach us to pray because they knew Jesus' power was his prayer life, his fellowship with God. Because if you read the Bible, you read that Jesus went away and prayed. He left the disciples, went away and prayed all night long, and then he'd say, okay, let's go. And they'd get up, and he'd do miracles, signs, and wonders, supernatural things, and then they'd get tired, and he'd go off and pray by himself, and then he'd say, okay, let's go, and get over here, and he'd do miracles, signs, and wonders. So they knew, hey, the key is prayer. The key is we've got to fellowship with God, amen? Because Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. He was doing these things here. But remember when he said, he said, teach us to pray, and he said, hallowed be thy name. He said, holy is the name of the Lord, holy. And just like the name of Jesus is holy, it's holy. we gotta, we got to honor, we got to reverence that name, which means it's got to mean something to us. See, that's why we got to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be saved. We confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. We say his name. Because that's where confession, that's where salvation comes, by declaring that name. And that name is the only name, just what it said there, you know, in chapter 4, it said, there's no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Amen? I mean, when we understand that, it changes our whole outlook on life. It changes our whole outlook on who we are. Because when you look at yourself in Christ and in Christ Jesus, it changes your whole perspective of how powerful God is. I mean, that's the thing about it. You get into the word of God, you start magnifying, and you see all that God has done, whew, it just changes everything. Amen? Aren't you know that all the authority that we have here on the earth is all because that Jesus gave us that authority? Yes. He gave you and I that authority. Hallelujah. And we need to recognize that, and we need to honor it, and we need to reverence it. Amen? And so how do we exercise our authority? How do we, or do we have a right to do that? You know, that's one of everybody else, they, they'd use all the good scriptures in the Bible and they want to say, yeah, those are all really cool, but they're not for you. You ever heard that? Just, it's not for you. It's not for us today. It's not for us today. You know, that's, isn't it nice to see what they did in the Bible, but you don't know, get that. It's so funny that everybody will let you believe John three sixteen, but they don't, won't let you believe John 14. Amen. 12 through, 13, 12 through 14, that's just, oh, well, you're kidding me. I mean, the works of Jesus, you can't do those. No, it doesn't really mean anything. Anything you ask in Jesus, no, that doesn't work. And then John 16, 20, you know, 24 and 25 says, Up till now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask that your joy may be full, and my Father will do it. He'll do it. I'm not going to ask him for me, but you get the same right that I have. You can go into the throne room of grace. You know, Hebrews 4, 16. Let us come, therefore, boldly into the throne room of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need that we have access to the Father. And we have power and authority. And Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth is given to you, and then he gave it to us. Amen? And he turned around and said, listen, you exercise authority. See, most of the time, we're praying for God to do something and God's already given us His, our authority in the earth. He's saying, use the name. Use your authority. Do something. Say something. Act like it. Act like it's so. Stand up and declare. Amen. People all say, well, what happens if it doesn't work? What happens if it does? You're going to be like the rest of the folks. You're going to be like, why are you so astounded? Why are you so surprised about this? Why are you so surprised? Jesus was doing this, and he turned around, and he commissioned us. Because you remember in Luke chapter 10, when he told the disciples, he he first anointed the disciples, then he anointed the 70, and then he anointed you and I. You remember, the 70 came back going, whoa, even the devils are subject to us in your name. Amen? Amen. And you understand that you can see miracle signs and wonders and, and see all these things and it not affect you. Because you know Judas was with Jesus for two, three and a half years. He saw the miracles that Jesus did. He was a part of everybody else doing miracles. He was a part of people going out. He was a part of the anointing. He was part of all the supernatural things that were happening. And still betrayed and, uh, you know, was the son of perdition. And of course we know he was, but... You know, the sad thing about it is is that I think it could have been anyone, but yet, you know, Jesus said it would have been better if you had not even been born. But people want to say that's where people want to get into predestination and all that kind of stuff. No, I think God gives us all a free will. Amen. He does. Hallelujah. And at the end of this month, Pastor Pamela is going to be teaching and preaching. She's going to be preaching on the 30th because I'm going to be, I'm going to be gone that Sunday, but you all got to show up because I'm going to make sure. But actually, I'm going to be in uh, South Carolina teaching 12 missionaries that are coming from all parts of the world that represent 100 churches around the world and schools. And I'm going to be sharing with the ministers and, and missionaries there and pouring into them for, for six days, actually, from Sunday to Saturday. So uh, I got invited and they asked me if I, would, if I would help that and do that. So I'm going to do it. So it's going to be a blessing. So praise God. So that's what we're doing. But it's going to be good and, and it'll be a blessing. But she's got a message. Ooh, it's awesome. And she, she always does. But this one here is going to, this one here, I wish I was going to be here, to be honest with you. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm sad that I'm missing out on that. Hallelujah. But we need to realize that God's called us and he's given us. That's the body of Christ. Amen. He's given that to you and I. Hallelujah. I mean, God gave him a name, and of course, you know, his name was inherited. Hallelujah. He got it by inheritance. It was also bestowed upon him, and he also got it because he whooped the devil. Amen? He whooped the devil, praise God. And aren't you glad that he did? Hallelujah. Because he began to understand these things. And you know, in in Ephesians, in fact, go over to Ephesians. Let's look at that. We We all know this particular prayer. It's so cool. But I want you to look at it again and just look at it real quick. Gosh, I'm only on just see. I told you I skipped over a bunch. (laughs) That's okay. God's good. We'll just get what we can get and have fun. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's begin reading at verse sixteen. Uh, chapter 1 Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 actually we can read in verse 15 go back to there because it's just Paul prayer for spiritual wisdom but he's also want to share it says ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and I love that that and your love for God's people everywhere I have not stopped thanking God for you I pray for you constantly asking God the glorious father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give you you know, in the New Living, it says spiritual wisdom and insight. You know, I like what the King James says, that God would give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. At the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, Hallelujah. that you might know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. There's, a, there's such an incredible thing that's there. And that you might know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. Amen. It goes on to say, according to the, the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Amen. He set him above every name that is named. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We understand that because that's the cool thing about it. Even in Philippians chapter two, it says that, that God gave him a name that's above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow in heaven and earth and under the earth. Yeah. He didn't leave anything out. Praise God. He said, all hell's going to tremble. All heaven's going to stand at attention. Hallelujah. And that name's going to be magnified and glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's things that we're going to see, things that we're going to do, things that we're going to get and say, man, this is awesome and wonderful. And we need to be praying that for ourselves, but we have to have a revelation of that. You have to know that when you know, wait a minute, I'm sealed, signed, sealed, and delivered by the power and the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's given me as a down payment. You know the down payment for our inheritance is the Holy Spirit. That's just a down payment. The third person of the Godhead is just, it's just, it's just a down payment. It's just a part of it's so much more. Holy cow. I mean, you think about the third person of the God. You got the Holy Spirit living, dwelling on the inside. This greater as he's living and dwelling, made you a brand new. And that's just the start. That's just the start. I don't know about you, but that just thrills my heart. I'm like, I want to find, I mean, glory to God. It's like, this is amazing. Amen. And that's what makes Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ, how of being in Christ. Being in, and we find out, well, how much authority do we have? And how much authority is in that name? Well, all authority in heaven and in earth. All authority. Everything. There's nothing above Jesus except God, the Father. Amen. Amen. And they're right together. And so guess what? There's nothing above you. Except God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. He's working with you in you. And he's a down payment for your inheritance. See, you're you're not an heir. You're not an heir at all. You're a joint heir. That's a big, big difference if you've ever been to a reading of a will. An heir means, hey, I got something left to me. I don't know what it is. But a joint heir, hallelujah, means you got it all. You got all that Jesus got. You're a joint heir. That's why that word's in there. Totally a joint heir. I mean, we didn't, we're not, and they say, well, you're saying we're Jesus. No, I'm saying we got everything. Jesus did everything, died on the cross, defeated the devil, took the keys of the grave and hell, took those things, went up to heaven, sprinkled the blood up there, cleansed us, redeemed us, bought us, hallelujah, <laughs> cleansed us, glory to him, and gave us everything that he had. And he said, have fun. <laughs> Do it. Go, go out and show the devil and the world how great your God is. Hallelujah! Because see, Satan wanted what we got. That's why he hates us. That's why the world hates us. Hallelujah! You got to understand that. But thank God, we have authority over the world. We do. Hallelujah! Glory to God. We can. And when you understand how much authority is in that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. go to Matthew chapter 16. Man, if you didn't wear your shot and clothes, I'm going to read this to you out of the Message Bible. It's going to set you free. Go to Matthew <laughs> chapter 16. I know. I get a little excited. I'm not sorry because I just get excited. Matthew chapter 16. It's a great chapter because that's where Peter gets a revelation. Hallelujah. It's awesome. Matthew chapter 16. Look at verse 17. Amen. But actually, back up if you would and look at verse. Uh, you know, I can see all the words in there, but the things that they're. So, anyways, back up to when it says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? So, I think it's the 13th verse. 13th verse. Back up to there. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, Some say you're John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which just means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And he says, so now I say unto you that, you know, when you're Peter, and then in verse 19, he says, and I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I'm going to read this to you out of the Message Bible. It's so cool. Jesus came back, and he said, I'm just right here where he tells Peter in verse 17, he says, Gee, he said, God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. My father in heaven, God himself let you in on this secret of who I really am. And now I'm going to tell you who you really are. You are Peter, a rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expensive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. And that's not all. You have complete and free access to God's kingdom. That's not all. You have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open up any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth. Earth and heaven. Yes on earth is a yes in heaven and a no on earth is a no in heaven. (sighs) (laughs) Amen. Now you know what Romans, when it says, Romans, hallelujah, glory to God. When it says Romans chapter 5, he said in verse 17, when it says, hey, for if one man's offense, death reign." Talking about Adam. It says, For if one man's offense, death reigns through one. Much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign, reign as kings, will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. I mean, you look at that and you see that. See, we, we, don't, we look at things and we want to think, yeah, I'm trying to... Glory to God, you're a child of God. You're a joint heir with Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, the Bible says. You are more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer in this life. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Glory to God. All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto the Lord Jesus, who turned around and he commissioned you. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believes will be saved. He that doesn't believe will be damned or there'll be condemnation and be guilt. He says, and these signs are going to follow you. They're going to follow the believers in my name, in the name of Jesus. We're going in that name that's above every name. In my name, I'm going to cast out devils. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to speak with new tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to take up serpents. He said, if, if I drink any deadly thing, it's not going to hurt me. I'm going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. Glory to God, freely I have received, freely I'm going to give. Amen? But we don't believe that we really have the answer. Because look what Peter said. Let's bring it all back to us. Let's round this thing up. What did he say in, in Acts chapter 3? Silver and gold, have I not? I don't have any money. I'm not going to give you any money. That wasn't saying that they didn't have. He said, "I haven't. I'm not, that's what, not what I'm giving you today. What am I going to give you today? Uh, glory to God, I'm going to give you what I have. Such as I have. I'm going to give it unto you. Such as I have. You've got something. Amen? You don't carry around the manifestation of anything, but you carry around the power. Because the kingdom of God is within you. And the power of the gospel, How did, the gospel is the power of God. It's the word of God. It's doing. And did you know that gifts of healings, working of miracles, gift of faith, those are all part of the gospel. Hallelujah. Allowing God to, but not even that, you've got the word of the Lord that just simply says, hey, I mean, grab, let me lay my hands on you, and God will touch you, and God will change your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because I'm a believer. Because I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. And he, He's anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. He's anointed me to heal the brokenhearted he 's anointing me to, to preach deliverance to the captives, hallelujah no matter what they 're about to preach deliverance to the captives he 's anointing me to preach recovery of sight to the blind he 's anointing me to set at liberty them that are bruised and he 's anointing me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, which is a year of jubilee that you in free and, and, and God's not, you need to be free in every area. So many times we come we come and we come to church and we go, isn't that nice? And we hear this sermon and we hear all these wonderful things and then we walk out and we're still as bound up as we always were because we think, oh, I don't know, I'm trying, I'm trying. We don't know how to get set free or how to stay free. Because you've got to take hold of it, and you've got to say, that's mine. No longer, Satan, hallelujah, glory to God. Just like I'm going to come, and all of a sudden I'm going to see my eyes are open. This word that's a logos, is the written word, is going to become a rhema word. It's going to become a word in my mouth. Because the word of God in my mouth is the same as the word of God in God's mouth. Because he sent it, and it's going to accomplish that thing in my life. And I take hold and say, no, no, this is what God says. This is what the word of God says. This is what takes place. No longer bound by the enemy. Hallelujah. There's yeah. the authority over the devil. and say, no, stop. I repent if I need to repent. I say, man, forgive me for my unbelief. Forgive me for my, 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 my doubt. Forgive me for not taking your word and believing that what you said is true. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> See, you thought you'd just come to a nice Wednesday night service. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <Yeah>. Amen. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, preach me happy. Yeah. Once again, someone says, what do you mean by that? I tell you what, lights are going off in my spirit right now on all kinds of things that I've allowed. You know how much we put up with so much? Stop. And, and if you feel like you really, really can't get set free, then let us pray for you. Let us break the anointing off your life. Don't, don't, don't be so proud to think you've got to go through it your own self. I used to be that way. And the Lord, he broke me that, you know. He said, hey, the only way you're going to get healed this time is if you have your wife pray for you. I'm like, oh, gosh. That was way back in the day, you know. And I'm like, you know. I mean, I was raised Baptist, so women were really second-class citizens. No offense to all you Baptists, but that's true. You know, they can't pastor. They can't do this. They can't do that. They can go to the mission field, get shot at. They can clean the church, do the Sunday school class, but they can't, you know, because they don't want to usurp authority over men. That's a whole other teaching. But the key is, the key is, is that I remember that, you know, and I remember that day and I remember, I said, you know what? And uh, it was freedom because I realized, you know what? I had some, I had some old tradition in me. That's some ugly old tradition, and I didn't know I had it until I'm like, God, but your word says, I know what your word says. Your word says. I can just face this through. He said, no, you're not. And fine, go ahead and do it. And I, I tried to face it through for a couple of days. And I thought, this is stupid. This is painful. This is dumb. Finally, I said, oh, Lord, I repent. I repent. I repent. Walked in and said, hey, I need you to pray for me. The Lord said, the only way is you pray for me. She laid hands on me and prayed for me. Instantaneously, it was gone. I suffered for two days being an idiot. Just being a... I'm putting this. I suffered for two days being a man. My faith can make me whole. I'm a man of faith and power. I got God's word and I quote 52 scriptures on the subject of Healing big deal. And you think you're proud of it. And you are. And that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, see, you guys, I, you know, that's why I receive and that's why I love God so much. Because he, 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 he had to give me a lot of weapons to get me in line in a lot of ways. Because I was just, I take the words I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's like, yeah, God bless you. We'll fix you. But now, I don't care. If he says, have one of you pray for me, I'm going to have you pray for me. Amen? Because, see, it's not you. It's God in you. And if he says that, if that's where he has it, he says, if he tells me to stand on my head, jump up and down, do whatever to get me, I'm going to do whatever because I don't like being in pain. Amen? You see what I'm saying? But the power and the understanding of the name of Jesus, we get you to the place of, yes, we need to believe it. But there's a time and a season where sometimes you just need help. And if you need help and you feel like, hey, I'm praying, I'm doing, but I feel like there's this cloud, you need to get it broken over you, okay? I tell you what, you know, and I'll use this story. You know, you know my, my wife, Esther, my first wife that passed away and everything. And uh, so we're regional directors and we're, uh, uh, you know, everything church is doing good. And she said, there's a cloud over me. There's something. I said, there's nothing wrong with that. I just laid hands on it. I rebuked that. I'm praying for her. She said, something's, I just, I'm not breaking through. I'm not getting through. And uh, uh, so we're at a big meeting. Big camp meeting or big winter Bible, and we're sitting behind Brother Hagan up there. We're up there with all of the regional directors because we had reserves. We're, we're up in the choir loft and everything. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, he, he makes it and he said, well, dear, Some of you got, you got a cloud. And so she steps up out of the minister section. The only one in the minister. There's 500 of them up there. She steps out, walks down, and I'm like, Oh gosh, she's going. What is she doing? Hallelujah. Okay. You know, so she walks down front. Okay. And so did, I mean, thousands of people came out of the crowd to to stand down there. But I never forget, Brother can laid his hands on her, and he said, be free, and nothing happened. Everybody else was falling out under the power of God. I mean, God, people are just, and he lays, and nothing happened. He said, sister, just receive that. She said, I receive it. And she came walking back up, got up on the thing, and got up there. And when she was walking up the steps to sit down and come in, because I'm always on the edge you know cuz i like to be on the edge in case i have to get out fast so you know but anyways no i have long legs so that's another reason i like to be on the edge but and and before she got to there one of the brother pastors said sister you're free and she looked at him and said you know i am and bam the power of god hit her and she started dancing and the holy ghost danced down danced around went around the corner went onto the stage she's dancing in front of brother higgin like he's dancing in front of Five thousand people, and she falls out with a skirt on, perfectly there, and they cover up. She lays there for you know the whole service, and uh, the next night, the next night, Brother Hagen gets up and he says, "Hey, Sister Butler, come on down here." Tell everybody what happened last night share with them and she got up and she began to share i had this cloud i had this thing and i'm a minister of my pastor's wife we're not allowed to have these things we're not and she began to share and she said i know i'm by the spirit of god there's a ton of you pastor's wife and a ton of you people you didn't you didn't you wouldn't come because of different things and 500 pastor's wives and women came down and just fell before god and and god set them free you know because of knowing that You know, and I'm all embarrassed, so I had to repent three or four times, you know. (laughs) Hallelujah. I've had to do that several times in my life. But the reason I share that with you, and that's what I love about Pastor Pamela, is that she don't care. I mean, she receives. She'll get anybody. She'll jump in the river. She'll do. I mean, she's amazing, and I really appreciate about that. She is. She's like, hey, I'm going to get it. I'm going to come pray. I mean, she and she she receives amazingly. You know, I'm learning and growing. But uh, the reason I share that with you is because we have this tendency to, I don't want anybody to know I got a problem. I don't want anybody to know I can't get free. I don't want anybody now get free. Bless God. Let's deal with the problem, get it, and then let's figure out how it came. Who cares? Let's deal with it. You know, if a snake started coming in here. I, I'd kill the snake. I wouldn't say, okay, who let it in? All right, we'll deal with it. You go around and bite everybody because we're going to find out who let the snake in. No, we're going to deal with the snake. Right? Amen. I will never forget. Man, I got another story. It's awesome. I was preaching away. All of a sudden, my accountant, the guy that I thought was saved, that God saved, all of a sudden, he's six foot four. He's jumping over chairs, trying to and, and, and I'm like, what is he doing? I mean, he's jumping. He's coming right and jumping. And finally, I looked at him, and there's a rat about this big coming down the middle of the thing. Back in Pittsburgh, you guys went to another story. We had river rats this big, tails this long. I mean, they could carry things off. And he's jumping, and he, he kills it about the fourth throw. He came from about the tenth throw. Jumping over people and everything, but he got him. I said, woohoo, good job. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, but see, we deal with the snake. People just don't want to deal with things because they think, what are people going to think? Who cares? Get free. So I don't care. I was blind, but now I see. I was tormented, but now I'm not tormented anymore. Amen. That's God. He needs to do that. He needs to get set free. Amen. And we'll help you. We'll pick on you. We're happy. Praise God. No, get get it off. Get it off. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you, the presence of God is really cool in here. It is. God's good. Let's just lift our hands and let God be God. Father, we just thank you for freedom. We thank you for freedom. We thank you for breaking the bands of the enemy. Thank you for faith that's arisen in the hearts of the people. Thank you, Father God, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're just, you're awesome. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, you're such a great and and wonderful, wonderful. Oh, I just love you and praise you and thank you for it. Hallelujah. Honor you. Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why I said, I mean, I, I've been, the privilege for me, I've been married to two incredibly wonderful ladies that are anointed, that love to pray. I mean, as a Pastor Pim, that's the thing about it. I mean, I thank God for uh, her and her prayers. We've been praying, seeking God. It's just awesome. Of course, you know, she plays the piano, worships, and we just have an incredible time with the presence of God in those things. And so it's anointing but I have any, I don't have any problem saying, hey, lay hands on me. I need you to pray. <laughs> Just pray. I need you to pray. I mean, I, I humble myself now. I humble myself. Hallelujah. Like I said, no matter what, I'm like, God, I want, I want you. I don't, you know, I'm not proud. I want to be free. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All right. Well, let's uh, let's we could keep going. I know we're sensing and doing it, but we're gonna stop. It's 808. I've kept you eight minutes longer. Hallelujah. God's good. Well, we're gonna have Wednesday nights are gonna be different. Yes. Believe it or not, they're gonna be different. They're not gonna be like Sunday mornings. And they're, they're gonna be different. We're gonna be doing some things because uh, we're working on some things. We're believing by the end of September, Pastor Pamela would be delivered from the kids. We've got somebody working in the works that we're gonna be having a, a new person helping her out there and doing things. So we're we're believing she's gonna be able to be in here, play, fall on the Holy Ghost, and we're gonna we're gonna let God be God. So uh, you know, Sunday mornings gonna be different but not as not as but Wednesday nights are gonna be different. You know, because I just fellowship, when you're getting with God, it's going be, to be cool. Amen? And it's not always going to be me ministering. It's going to be a lot of different people, a lot of different things flowing in the Holy Ghost. We're going to just do some things. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I got some ideas. Amen. Well, we're going to worship God with our tithes and offerings. Amen? Hallelujah. So if you need an envelope right there, praise God. Hallelujah. Those of you that are watching, you know, you know how to give. Uh, you know, if you need an envelope, they're right there. And of course, if you know how to give there, I'm going to get my phone out and do that. Hallelujah. You know, I had somebody ask me about our roof. You know, we paid for it and everything. You know, the key is we had the money because you guys have been giving and been a blessing. It's so wonderful. So we had the money to be able to do it. You know, our roof was, started out going to be 97000 but by the time everything that needed to be done, it ended up, you know, being 100. dollars Well, just for the roof part was $152,000. Then we had $40,000 worth of AC unit that needed to be done. Then we had uh, $7,500 of electrical work that needed to be done. And then we had $7,000 worth of gas. You have to connect all the gas things which is somebody else. So you have all of these different things that have taken place, you know, that, that you know, you look at it. So if you add all those up, it's about $205,000, which we've paid and we've had it and we got it so people say well what do we need to what do we do you know God's, God's goodness and his grace and so I mean if everybody in the church tithed we'd never have to take you know any kind of special offerings and we never did take a special because we had it because you guys were precious amen and we're going to keep doing that you guys are going to keep giving and that's the blessing of it but people have asked me well what if we want to give you still give to it we've had about thirty-five, forty thousand 40,000 come in we paid 205,000 you can do the math okay you know, I mean, we, we in a situation, we own all this, right? So the, you know, praise God for it. So we're landlords. We get to, we got to take care of it. We had to pay $26,000 to put in new pumps and new things for the whole parking lot, not to get flooded anymore. Of course, now it won't never rain like it's rained last year for the next hundred years, but that's okay. It's ready. You know, we just had the, the, the well go out, and so that does all of our landscaping and everything. I mean, we're on, we're on regular water because the well got contaminated, but we still use the well for all of our, you know, to make all our plants pretty and all that kind of stuff. Well, the well went out. That's $10,500. So, you know, we're getting that fixed. We have to do that. Now, thank God, you know, the school has to pitch in and do what they have to do for things, but, it, you know, we have, to, we, we have to do everything, pay all the money out front, and then get everybody to help pay it back. But God's good. See, so if we just do the things of God, we allow it, let God be God, he's going to do that. Amen? I believe that. And I believe with all of my heart, this the gymnasium that we're doing, we're paying for all of the civil engineering, all of the uh, other stuff that we've already put in and spent. We've probably spent fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 on that. But it's all paid for because God's doing it. But we're going to get that. That's still going to happen. And we're doing that full bore. Hallelujah! God's grace. So, uh, and I believe we're going to pay pay that off. I, I believe we're not going to borrow a dime. I really believe that. I'm believing God that we're paying off our debt here. That's you know our two million dollars on this. I'm believing that's going to be paid. I am. I'm believing that you're going to get so blessed. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And I'm especially believing right now, Hallelujah, for for, for one million dollars to come in. So some of you, when you got to get blessed, about ten million, right? So tithe is ten percent. So somebody's about to get blessed with ten million dollars. Now, if you want to be more generous, fine, but you're about to tithe somebody who... See, God's not going to give it to somebody who won't tithe, because everybody says, golly, that's a lot. Yeah, but if you have 10 million and you give one, you still got nine left. Yeah. Let, me give me, let me give my thing here real quick here so I don't, so I don't write down a million and get messed up. <laughs> Hallelujah. we got to watch those things, amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I, have, I have put the wrong zeros. <laughs> I, I really have. And it's not been good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Let's pray over this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you and praise you. What a blessing. Father, we just thank you. Hallelujah. We do take the authority over the enemy that's come against our finances, coming against the, the house of God. Father, we think that we have an abundant supply. Thank you for your blessings coming. Thank you, Father. You are opening the windows of heaven. You are pouring out blessings. Father, you're causing all grace. I just thank you for it now. Lord, we honor you for it, and I thank you for it and praise you for it. And as each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. And it's in Jesus' name we pray amen and amen ushers go ahead let's wait on the people there praise the lord hallelujah god is good amen thank god for the name of jesus we are thanking god for his grace and his mercy hallelujah so just get ready you're about to get blessed you're about to get blessed hey uh james turn around and james grab take hers right there there you go thank you sir hallelujah You know, praise God. Well, let's all stand up. I mean, hallelujah, I'm going to get in trouble. My wife's over in children's church, and I'm 14 minutes over. So you guys all be nice. Tell Tell her it was good, okay? I love you all. Be blessed. Love all you guys here. We'll see you on Sunday. God bless you. You're all dismissed.